Yo, what's going on, family? This is your boy, Josh. You are tuning in to Just a Kid from Gary, a podcast that will inspire others around the globe to achieve their dreams and make them a reality. And in this podcast, I highlight individuals that grew up in Gary or cities like Gary and are now doing amazing things. And like I told y'all, I got a special one for you today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got a special one for you today. I'm going to let him do the intro. I'm going to let him introduce himself. But my guy, I'm going to tell y'all how I got in touch with this guy. I was on the, I was on Instagram and uh, I was looking through, I was looking through the Gary connect, like Gary pages and stuff like that. You know, when they tag and stuff like that, and I'm scrolling and scrolling and I see my brother. I'm like, my brother's from Gary. Yo, let's tap in, hit you up. Show enough. The energy was good. I said, Hey, I'll love to interview you. He was like, Hey, I'm down seeing what you were doing. I'm like, honestly, man, this is somebody that I want to interview because one, I'm personally interested in what you're doing. I know others will be too. And then at that, man, it's good to highlight individuals that basically transition. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, my man, Don, how you doing today, brother? Howie Politics and State Affairs Pro offer insider election coverage, polling, and analysis in Indiana. Our nonpartisan news and legislative tools create a winning combination pro subscribers can't live without. For all the resources you need this election season and beyond, visit pro.stateaffairs.com slash IN. That's pro.stateaffairs.com slash IN. Yo, yo, what up, though? Yo, Josh, thank you for having me, man. Like, this is really dope. You know, uh, like, uh, this platform is cool, you know. So, like you said, like, when you hit me up and I looked through the page, I saw what it was all about. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm definitely tapped in, you know, kind of thing. So, appreciate you having me, one. And I'm good, man. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, short intro, like, I, I'm from Gary. You know, I was actually born there, um, raised on the west side. You know, I moved to Detroit when I was young. You okay. know, I was about three or four years old. My mom and I moved uh, to Detroit, and I've been out here ever since. Um, you know, so my uh, – but I go back home a lot to visit. Uh, I still have family out there, aunts, uncles, cousins, you know. So, growing up, in Detroit, we would still go visit Gary, uh, holidays, summer, kind of thing like that, go visit our fam out there. So, been back and forth a lot, you know what I'm saying, between uh, Detroit, Gary, Chicago area, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, like, Gary is always going to be home, man, always going to be home. Always. It's always home, bro. I don't care where I don't care where you go in life. It's just something about that place. It's just here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, it's weird, but it's true, man. It will always be here, man. But with that being said, my brother. I would love to uh, jump into um, your story, man, um, just to give uh, the people, like you say, you're from Gary, uh, and, 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 and I'm interested in what you're doing now and how you've changed or transitioned your life. So tell me, what's your story, brother? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, moving to Detroit, I grew up, you know, mainly here. Uh, now I'm a director of marketing uh, for Foot Locker. So, you know, really out of school, I was pretty much always into sneaker culture, always in the footwear, fashion, streetwear, you know, kind of thing. It was things that I was really passionate about, you know, kind of thing. Not just on some, just because you look fly, you know, kind of thing, but also because it was like, you know, I was really interested in like the stories and the designs behind a lot of the products, right? You know, kind of thing. So that's what got me into it. And um <clears throat> Really, like, out of high school, you know, I, I started going to college, but I, I didn't finish college, actually. Okay. You know, kind of thing. But while I was in school, um, I actually went to school for engineering, right? I was in school for mechanical engineering. Um, and I did well, you know, jeans lit shorty, you know, I was I was doing well, you know, I was good. Sure. But I really wasn't being fulfilled, you know? So, like, on nights and weekends, I was on my entrepreneur grind, okay. right? You know, kind of thing. So, I started to host... Uh, sneaker events, you know, in the city, you know, I went to sneaker conventions and other places, but there hadn't been one, uh, in Detroit at the time that I thought, you know, filled that void, you know? Right. So some of the first things that I did that kind of got me like noticed were, um, I actually would host, um, like a sneaker art show kind of hip hop performance at a local sneaker boutique here in Detroit, okay. uh, called Bob's Classic Kicks. Okay. You know, from there, um went well open mic hip-hop poetry you know what i'm saying but there's also sneaker themed artwork that would be available there all by local artists all from the city kind of thing it was just a vibe you know people came out they enjoyed it 
you know, kind of thing. From there, um, I started to create merch, you know. So one of my first brands was called Stay Lace. That's why it's like still Stay Lace down on Instagram. Makes sense. Makes but, sense. Um, Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, my vibe was selling shirts that matched sneaker releases. So it was like okay. you didn't have to just dress off the mannequin or wear the same shirt that they were selling in the mall in the window kind of thing. You could have that same, like, look, but um, have something unique, you know, kind of thing. So I would go to different events. Um, just in the city, I would travel sometimes just to sell my product, you know, kind of thing. So I would go to conventions in, you know, Chicago, New York, you know, kind of thing, Ohio, just kind of like getting out of the city and getting more eyes onto the brand that I was starting, you know, um, and doing a lot of that. I just met a lot of people, networked a lot, you know, kind of thing and was able to really grow my platform, Yeah, you know, kind of thing to where, you know, we just ended up you know, getting noticed by different brands, different people. Yeah. And I was able to transition that into uh, a career, you know, kind of thing to what I do now, you know, with Foot Locker. Wow. So you sold apparel, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you started a, your own apparel brand. Exactly. Yep. Salute to you, brother. Salute to you. <laughs> and this is, this is the reason Thank why, you, man. I, man, this is, that's dope, man. Um, And I love the inspiration behind it. You know what I'm saying? You was like, yo, you want to wear sneakers, you should have a dope shirt to wear with. Um, crazy enough, bro, I knew this. Like, see, I didn't know how this conversation was going to be dynamic, but I knew it was. And this is how I know, bro. So I actually, <laughs> as some of my viewers probably know this too, but I actually as well started a brand and uh, a clothing brand as well. And so, you know, we, we sell, you know, we I still currently run the company and we sell all types of dope clothing. But I want to get into, um, you know, that that idea or concept of being an entrepreneur. Why why did you want to be an yeah. entrepreneur? For sure. Well, one man, congrats on starting your brand too, man. You know what I'm saying? That's really dope. I hope nothing but success for you moving forward with that. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm gonna have to show you something too. I'm gonna have to show you something. Got to man. Let me let me see. I'm pretty sure <laughs> you got. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but on your question, um, it wasn't something I I felt like I really chose. Right. It was. Uh, something I thought I needed to do to kind of fulfill uh, what I wasn't getting elsewhere out of just having a job, you know, grateful to have a career, to have a good, you know, position kind of thing. But being an entrepreneur allows me to be creative in the way that I might not necessarily be um, with my job, right, kind of yeah. thing. So I've worked in different places. You know, I've been working since I was a teenager kind of thing, so I've had a lot of jobs, you know, but I've always came back to that one thing that I really wanted to do, which was creating, whether that was, uh, apparel, whether that was creating content for like social media, you know, kind of thing. Those are the things that inspired me, right? So right. the decision to be an entrepreneur was, it really didn't feel like a, hey, I want to start a business to access my income or do something else like that, which is smooth, right? It was more like I needed this creative outlet to do the things I wanted to do, right? So I right. could I could pitch stuff to a boss or whoever I work for. By the end of the day, it's their brand, right? So if they don't want to do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, does that idea just die or can you do it yourself? True. You know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. So that's what really led me. You know, it's like I, I had ideas of things I wanted to do. And I've, you know, been blessed to have the mentality of like, I, if, I, if I can think it, I can do it yes. kind of thing. So I just would do, right? So it's like, yo, if I want to start making clothes, my original, my first pieces, bro, were trash. <laughs> right? Like, trash. Oh, for real. But, I learned a lot, you know what I'm saying, during that time. You know, I learned a whole lot. You know, I learned about screen printing. I learned about uh, line sheet. You know what I'm saying? I learned about all the process so that I could get better. You know what I'm saying? I learned how to use Photoshop and Illustrator and all these different platforms. And, you know, it allowed me to, like, express myself creatively even more now that I know how, you know, kind of thing. So that's really what it was for me, bro. It was like, yo, just, you know, how can I do, you know, the things that are up here and get them out for other people to see and enjoy? For sure. Um, let me ask you this. This is kind of like on, off, well, on the topic, but off the topic. Uh, which one you prefer, screen printing, director garment, or embroider? So it depends on the design. But I like embroidered pieces just because I like to feel like the texture of like the stitching like on something. And it just kind of like, it makes the piece elevated to me, right? Because it's just like, yo, like, is this logo embroidered or is something stitched on the sleeve or something like that? Like it elevates the piece to me in a different way. Um, they, you know, they all got their benefits, right? You know, kind of thing. But um, I do like screen printing because I just like the the actual process of how it's done is like a real art form to me, you yeah, know, kind is. of thing. So watching that, 
actually be done and um you know the layers of color coming out like crispy as dope to me you know kind of thing like, i think you know dtg is cool right but for me if it would if i had to if those three i had to put them in order it would yeah. be embroidery screen print and then direct graphic. yeah 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 i have to agree with you 100 percent. that's where i'm at with it and, and specifically on the embroider it's because like to the it advances the quality of the of the product yep. you know what i'm saying when you're putting that yep. on like i have a couple of embroidered shirts and just for some odd reason even before i put it on like i i, I rub my hand across the embroidered piece because it's just like the you know what I'm saying the threading how it all came together bro that's and that's and that's why like when i started the brand i fell in love with clothing then like that was the moment yeah. where i was like wow this is a really and my like, i started with my business partner he already loved clothing like he was a fanatic for that <laughs> you know what i'm saying so when i got yeah. into it I was like, man, this is the art. It's, it's an art. It, it really is an art. And figuring out like what you like. When running a business, though, what are like, especially like the t-shirt business or like like running yeah. an apparel business, I'll say that. What are the biggest challenges you've seen in running an apparel yeah. business? So I think the biggest challenges are uh, one, getting yourself out there. You know, like a lot of us when I say us, I mean like people of color where we like to wear name brands, we like to wear brands that we're familiar with. So, and obviously you got people who are like, oh, bro, that's, that's black owned or I know you, I want to support, right? But that sure. can only get you so far, right? right. You want to have customers who genuinely like your product, not just because they know you or they're your friend or something like that. You want them to buy it because it's dope, right? That's how you can really establish it and make it bigger. Absolutely. You know, so I think one of those challenges is uh, what I see with, you know, from my own experience or what I see with other people is early on being open to change, right? Some people be like, nope, this is dope, and I'm just going to keep running with it, yeah. even if it's not working. And it's like, yo, like, it's okay to switch up. You can switch, you know, you can change your name, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 29 now, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I first started doing apparel, you know, I was like a teenager, right? My taste level was different. My design eye was different, mm. you know what I'm saying, kind of thing. So it's okay for you to switch up and make something new, make something fresh and just take what you learned and grow, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I think that's one, but I would also say just um, with all smaller brands, it's like find a way to elevate uh, the experience your customer is getting yeah. um, within what you can do with your budget and price point. Right. So it's yeah. like, if you, you know, if you, if you sell something, is it just, a screenshot of, of your items on your phone or is it an actual website I can go to, mm -hmm. right? When I order from your website and I'm getting it sent to me, how is the packaging looking? Is it coming in a way that's like, yo, this is dope. I'm going to keep ordering from them because it didn't just come wrinkled up and, you know, tossed out the back of their truck or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, this arrived in good packaging. It was crispy. It was dope. It was on time. It was professional. You know, these are the things they don't have to worry about when they shop with bigger brands. You know what I'm saying? You can provide that same experience. Absolutely. You know, so I think... um and, you know, but, yeah, I think those are some of, like, the biggest challenges that, you know, smaller brands face because we don't have, you know, when you when you're an entrepreneur starting off, bro, it's like, it's you. You got to be everything, right? You sure. know, you you your marketing department, you your accountant, you know what I'm saying, you your IT guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to figure it all out, you know yes, what I'm sir. saying? So I think, like, um, you know, understanding the bandwidth of what you can actually do um, and not just knowing like your strengths, we talk about that a lot, but like, what aren't you good at? How can you outsource that so that it still comes off the premium? So if it's like, you know, you're not good at budgeting, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe that's when you decide to bring on a partner or someone who can help you, who does have those traits that you're lacking in, you know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. So yeah, that's, that's what I think some of those major challenges are, man, you know? So it's like figuring that out as an entrepreneur, it's ongoing. You always learning, you're a student you know what I'm saying, of whatever, like, industry you're in. Absolutely. That was the uh, biggest thing for me, learning to learn when it came down to the business yeah. thing. Because when you when you first jump in, you think you know everything. You jump in and you go, oh, I could do this. This right. and, and people say it all the time, oh, that's easy. And I'm like, okay, go do it, <laughs> right? Like, I don't even, I don't, bro, I don't even argue with people. Go do it because, <laughs> we, bro, like, running a business, just a business in general, it's so yeah. it's so time consuming and learning and, and I think one thing that really uh, what you said that really stuck out to me personally was the customer's experience and really managing and really focusing on how to make that customer experience the best thing ever from the literally from the packaging uh, um, excuse me from the from the first time they see it right if it's exactly. on their phone yeah. on the website or whatever wherever they see it, or if it's on another person 
from that the time content, the photography all of that yeah. to the time that they put it onto their body you really have to think about the customer's experience in order to really and that's what i mean a lot of those bigger brands are doing like for example like gucci louis vuitton like they i feel like they've they've like mastered it right like even the jordan brand like they mastered it certain Talk releases about, yeah. certain like shoes that you get you know what I'm saying? You're going to take it out of a box. There's going to be like some type of card that has information on there or a quote or something that's significant to the shoe. It's going to be Elevated, gold-plated. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it takes everything. Sure. So it's all about the customer experience. <laughs> yeah. So even when I tell like people that want to start a business, you know, I my, my first thing is, why do you want to do it, right? And I ask them, yeah. what are you passionate about? So I'm going to actually ask you, man, what are... Don, Don the the Juan the the, the Don Dada. <laughs> yeah. What are you passionate about, bro? Yeah, so for me, um, sneakers for show. Sure. You know, that's one. Like just sneaker culture in general is really dope to me. It touches so many things. For sure. Um, art, you know, and then I would say like uh, community. You know, just um, you know being able to or being in a position to um, give back. You know, what I'm saying to help. You know people who are coming behind me after me you know what i'm saying kind of thing and like you know just people around me who need it you know but um you know i'll say those are my passion points man but it's really just consistently finding those things and remembering that you know i think you said something important when you was like yo like when starting a business like what why do you want to do it right you know so in addition to doing marketing for Foot Locker, um my apparel brand is called wins uh wins brand and then um, I also have a sneaker cleaning service called Clean Sneaker Care that I started with my partner, uh, Clue 313. And we've been working together for years. We met at a, uh, at, at a sneaker boutique. We worked at a sneaker boutique together and we just continued to work um, on different projects after we met because we just had like a good vibe, you know. But every project that we do, whether it's, um, you know, creative direction for another brand, whether it's our next apparel drop, or whether it's our next move with our sneaker cleaning company, we do everything out of that, out of that passion, right? It's just yeah. like, you're like, this might be a good look, but are we fortunate? Do we really want to do it? You know, is this somebody we really want to work with? Is this a project we really want to work on? If we put this product out, is it something that we believe in? Absolutely. You know, kind of thing. So it's like all, everything, every step got to come back to that. Man, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm over here thinking like, bro, in in everything, it, it it goes to what internally makes you happy, and that you want to see yeah. people, other people win. And you said community, and that's huge. And I don't think we really consider our community when we're talking about our businesses or just the aspect of helping others. So yeah, being from Gary, like I, I feel like we get a we have a sour tooth or a sour perspective, right? Even and Detroit and Gary yeah. have parallel stories, by the way. So it's not it's not like you oh, went fact. to it's not like yeah. you moved to Gary and and moved up. I mean, and uh, and I'm not and I'm not you know I don't know your no, story no, no, directly. I agree with you, bro. I but, agree with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like they they share you know similar stories. Now you know Detroit, the downtown area is changing. You know you know things are changing like that. Mm -hmm. But people are still going through it. Don't get me wrong. So. Fact. Yeah. When it comes down to community, in your eyes, what can you see is the biggest challenge for black people? Or not, not, let me not limit this one. For people in general, when it comes down to cities like Detroit, cities like Gary, and us wanting to be like entrepreneurs or be community mm -hmm. activists, what do you feel are the challenges that we see or we experience? Yeah, so... I think the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, is like opportunity, right? Right. So I think that you know, unfortunately, like, you know, the cities that we're in, they're not necessarily places that people are traditionally looking for creative talent or for entrepreneurship, but it's here. You sure. know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. Those people are here and they've always been there, you know, kind of thing, you know, but they don't always get the same opportunities as uh, artists or creative in New York might or out in Cali might kind of thing, right? You sure. know, kind of thing. So I think opportunity, but also like we know that, right? We already know that going in, you know, so when we talk about the community of entrepreneurs in our cities or creators in our city is, you know, I think it's really those people who are on or whether that's because they're really popular or whatever kind of thing, understanding, 
what their role is in that community, right? You know, so like everybody doesn't have to be like a protesting activist to make a change, right? Sure. Kind of thing. Like it could be you could do you can do damage from me behind your computer too, kind of thing. You could do something sure. about supporting others. You know, so I think that putting others on in a way that makes sense for you, you know, kind of thing. So it's like, yo, if you're in a position where it's like, hey, you know, I need a photographer. I know somebody dope. Let me help them build their profile up. Pay that man. Make sure that they're good. You know what I'm saying? Cite them for their work so other people can see it as it's growing, you mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. When it comes to teaching, right? You know, every solution, every problem doesn't need money to solve, right? Yep. So it's really just like showing. So it's like, you know, like you having an apparel brand and understanding the process of getting garments printed on. It's like, that's dope. It's probably a bunch of kids who grew up probably similar to us where like I would love to have my own clothing brand but it's not in front of them they don't see it True. right kind of thing so something as simple as showing them like the difference of what we just talked about like oh screen printing is this director garment printing is this you yeah. know what I'm saying embroidery is this you know so like oh you want to start a brand these are the things you got to do is teach them on yeah right you know and I think a lot of us when we do get a piece of that pie or we get on we become kind of selfish with it right it's sure. like yo like if you know, if I'm if I got a clothing brand, you got a clothing brand, you know what I'm saying, you you taking off of my plate. But what really happens is we are starting to create a community that's gonna branch out, right? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. it's like you know, it's when you think about it, it's like, yo, like, oh man, look at all these emerging clothing brands coming out of this city. This is really dope. What's going on there? You know, kind of thing. It's gonna bring more eyes to the city, it's gonna bring more talent to the city, more resources, uh, to those people, you know. But it takes us within that community getting out of that mentality, yep. right? Kind of thing where it's just like, bro, if you do something dope, I'm going to put you on. You know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. Like, not even because you're my man, but because you're good at it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a plus if you fam. You know what I'm saying? It's a plus if you the homie. You know what I'm saying? But if it's like, yo, you you do something quality and you willing to work and doing it with integrity, then it's like, why not support that person? You know, kind of thing. So, Absolutely. You know, it's, 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 it's difficult, though. You know, kind of thing. Because um, a lot of people, you know, if you, if you go to any city, like you you can go through Instagram or whatever and you can see kind of like who the people are in their kind of cultures, right? So it's yeah. like, oh, this this is the photographer guy. This is the artist guy. This is the, you know, big streetwear band, whoever kind of thing, you know, but there's also other people who are creative like them who might not get that look, you know what I'm saying? Because people are just going with what they know, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's, you know, it, it takes some time to kind of branch out from that, you know, but I think that's one of the biggest struggles, man. I'm so I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to like bring any like true identity to the the people or the uh, business that I'm talking to, but I'm going to say it because I think that what you just said kind of highlights that. So there's two businesses um, back in the city of Gary um, and uh, on one business or uh, is a, I'll say like this, one business is more of community felt uh, and then the other one is more a prop for profit, you know, in general. And um, one business reached out to him, was uh, the other one, and said, hey, you know, we're going to, uh, we want to basically on the weekends, you could come and use our space. Your business is doing successful, um, and we know that you have a certain entertainment piece. Why don't you come and, and open your business up in our restaurant because we have a little bit more space and room and whatever, and you can do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Business two, so that was business one who reached out to business yeah. two. Business two declined the offer, and the reason why, or the reason being, is because business two didn't want competition. The business two felt that business one was creating competition. But it, if you think about it, if anything, you're more dynamic when you're together, right? If people see that yeah. you two are connecting, you two business one and business two is working together, then they're going to be like, okay, there's something there. And just like you said, if they see five, six, ten brands coming out of one city that are doing really good, I mean, producing quality clothes and and working together and yep. getting people on board, everybody's just going to start paying attention, going, what are they, what are they doing? And that, and honestly, bro, that's was that was the goal of my company. Like, uh, my company, we basically uh, within the Indianapolis area brought brands together. So basically, we did these high-end fashion shows. So we took basically people nice. that would not get a, a modeling gig normally because of, you know what I'm saying, our social, well, not our social standards, but the social standards that the model industry put out towards yeah, people. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And even smaller brands that might not even get the opportunity. 
and we would bring out these people. And, and so, for example, our first fashion show, we brought out 300. Next one was 500. And the next one was like 300, but that was in a whole different city. So, so it was, it's a, but we were bringing Crazy. all these people yeah. together. Right. And it was making, yeah. and it was making so much noise and it had so much impact. COVID happened, obviously, because we were already uh, ready to get ready for this next one in May, but because COVID kicked off yeah. in March, that slowed everything down. But well, one thing yeah. I realized is somebody had reached out to me and said, are you guys thinking about doing it again? And I was like, uh, you know, not, you know, saying we're going to see. And they was like, well, you should really consider it because it was really, truly a benefit to the community. And when they said that, it, it, it hit me, it hit, bro, it, it hit me right here. Right. Because you don't think about the, you don't really be you just be working. You know what I'm saying? It's your goal. Your head down. You, you had your hand down. Yeah. You grinding. You don't care about none of that. But when they said that, it let me know that it is community. When you think of community, when you build with community, you build mm-hmm. a stronger brand. And that's the most, I think that's the most dopest thing, bro. When you're talking about, you know, um, those combinations, right? With building a brand or being an entrepreneur, but it's community aspect. I love that, bro. I love that. 100, man. Yeah. Congrats How- on that too, man. I hope y'all can pick it back up. Bro, and honestly, man, if we can't even, we're going to get, we're going to pick it back up for sure. It, it's not even <laughs> got to it got to you got to run in that yeah. you got to you got to man because like it, it was it was it was the thought it was the idea it was what we was able to do for people um but my next question is how do you manage your brand you know um and, and even before then um how did you build it you know uh, if you could give people advice on how to build a brand we're talking about community um in a step-by-step process where people could get it, what would you say? Yeah, so step by step, my suggestion would be, one, what you said earlier, is finding something that you're passionate about because it's like there's so many, it's it's a million different streams of income out here and then the way that social media is, it's, everybody's telling you what you should be doing and how you should be doing it, but none of that is going to last or sustain if you don't care about it to maintain it. Absolutely. Right, you're Absolutely. more likely to continue to invest in something that you really care about. You would able to learn about something that you really care about, you know, kind of thing. And I think those are the things that um, when you're starting a business that you're going to be working in and investing in, you need to start there. Um, so that would be my first step. After that, I would say take your time and plan it out. You know, I think because we get information so rapidly and we see other people doing stuff, we like, oh, I got to get this off the ground right now, yeah. next week, in a month, kind of thing. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you are your only competition in that way, your only challenge for what you're doing, right? That's true. Um, so take your time and plan it out, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to putting something out that's not just not quite right or not done all the way, you know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. It's like, you know what? You know, when I was younger, that's kind of how I would move. I would have an idea and I'm just going, yep. you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, yep, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. But I learned a lot doing that, you yep. know what I'm saying? Now... I look at opportunities, I look at situations a little bit different. I sit back and I'm just like, okay, let me think through this. Let me process this, you know what I'm saying? So I can do it the best way, you know what I'm saying? So I can execute it the best way, you know? So, you know, like I said, taking your time and making sure that it's something that's beneficial for the brand that you're building. Um, Do your due diligence, like, you know, do your research on your industry, you know? um, You know, a lot of people think their ideas are like the first time. Yeah. Uh, it's ever been done. Like, oh, bro, this is about to be amazing. Never been done. You know what I'm saying? But look, you know what I'm saying? Especially if we get in our bubble, especially in our city, right? You better so say that. Like, you better say that. You, yeah. If, <laughs> if, you, if you haven't seen it here, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. But look beyond where you, what you see every day. Yeah. One, because you can get that inspiration. Um, but two, you know, you can just learn a lot. You know, so you might see something similar. You know what I'm saying? You might see something completely different, you know what I'm saying, that still can inspire you, you know, kind of thing. So it's like, make sure you're getting out of that bubble, you know. So, like, when it comes to managing, you know, my brand, um, that's how I approach every every situation, you know, every opportunity, every project, you know, sure. kind of thing. It's just like, all right, let's do this. Make sure we do it the right way. Um, you know, and make sure that it's executed in a way that's something that I can be proud putting our name on, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, like I said, when you're starting out, man, it's really like, it can be exciting. It can be scary to people, you know, kind of thing. Sure. And uh, to be honest, it should be all of those things. You you enter in uncharted territory most of the time with something that's new, yep. change, you know, kind of thing. But I think like, um, you know, making some of those uncomfortable decisions, but putting yourself out there and, um, you know, and also being open to feedback, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, 
So what people are saying, that don't mean that they right, that don't mean that they wrong, but take that into consideration. You know, one thing that I used to do when I was selling some of my shirts, like really early on, was I wouldn't tell people that I made them or okay. designed them, right? Because I wanted to get genuine feedback from them. People are more likely to give you like a fluff answer if they know, it's from know you. that you. Yep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I would just genuinely ask people like, yo, what do you think of this shirt? You know, kind of thing. Or like, what do you think of this design on the t-shirt? You know, kind of thing. And people would tell me, like some people be like, bro, it's tough. You know, mm-hmm. some people be like, uh, it's too small. I don't like the color, blah, blah, blah. But now I have this feedback that I know is genuine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can take that back to what I'm doing later. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. So it's like you, it's, it's constantly learning, evolving, you know, but I would say like, uh, you know, take those chances, bet on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Put it out there. If you got an idea or a brand that you want to start or do what you want to do, like try it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, think it through, do it the right way, but try it. You know what I'm saying? Put yourself out there. You know what I'm saying? Everything not going to be a hit off top. You know True. what I'm saying? But it's a learning experience for you to do more later, you know, True. kind of thing. So we, I, I, like I said, like early on, my shit was trash. My designs were terrible, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, my, my creative eye evolved to the point where like I can do a small collection or something now. And they can sell out in a day, two days, you know what I'm saying? Kind of yeah. thing where like I wasn't seeing numbers like that before, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Like we uh we released a collection of T-shirts about a couple of weeks ago now, maybe like a month ago, actually. Okay. And, um, you know, within like the first week, you know, two products out of that batch sold out, you know okay. what I'm saying? Kind of thing, you okay. know, so it's like, yo, like getting better at those things, understanding your customer. You know, kind of thing. But taking those chances, I could have been like, yo, my stuff whack. People not buying it when I was younger and I first tried it. You know what I'm saying? But sticking with it if you really believe in it. But that's not, but you can't keep doing the same thing, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. have to learn from what you did before. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Why didn't it work? You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. What can I do better? So, you know, it's, it's not an easy road, you know what I'm saying? But it can be fun, you know, and it's, if it's something that you're really passionate about, then you just got to, like, go for it, man. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. It, the brand building a brand is a lot of fun because there's a lot of ups and downs. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about yeah. um like what what you can do and your patience. Um and, and don't and, and that's a big thing, man. You can't be afraid to of critiques. You know, it, it critiques are gonna uh, I was reading a book and it was talking about how most people don't listen to their customers. No like most people will just be like, okay, like I'll read, I'll research, and I'll think this is what people want, and I'll put it out there, and then, and then you you'll get the feedback you want, and then you go, hmm, I'll try something else. But then your customers are speaking to you all the time, either they're like they're 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 showing you exactly what they want to hear about, they're showing you exactly what they wanna 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 see. They let you know. They'll let yeah, you know like you what know. you know what yeah. you want to see, and if all you have to do is just focus on that, manage that, you know, and scale it, sell to them, and then retarget, 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 retarget. Yeah. Yeah, and understanding like understanding like one that everything's not for everybody. Right. Right? You know what I'm saying? So if it sometimes it might not be your product or your service, it might be that you're targeting it to the wrong audience. True. Right? You know what That's I'm saying? True. Kind of thing. So you have to under you like understanding your core consumer is very important. Like who are you selling this to? It don't have to be for everybody. It might be for age ranges, 18 to 25 who are interested in this, you know what I'm saying? Kind of thing, you know, so you have to understand that as well. Um, you know, like one of our pieces that I was talking about that just sold out, for example, it was a graphic tee, right? Just a graphic shirt. It has some text on the back and like a chess logo. Pretty mm-hmm. simple, right? Um, I showed it to a friend, you know what I'm saying, before it came out. He was like, oh, it's too much stuff on the back. I don't like all the words on the back. It was like the quote, right? Kind of thing. And I was like, cool, good feedback, right? You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. But that product also sold out, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Kind of thing. So yep. it's like, that's not necessarily to say like, well, bro, I'm not listening to your opinion ever again. Right. It's just like, yo, he's not the type of consumer this is made for, yep. right? But he gravitated toward a more minimal design that's like, oh, see, that's more clean, that's crispy, that's the one for me, that's you know what I'm saying? Speed, so we got yep. something for both, you know what I'm saying? We got the minimal design, but we got the graphic print too, you know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. it's like, yo, I really rock with this shirt. That's your swag, that's your, that's your vibe, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. understanding that, like, everything not for everybody and, you know, you know, having a brand, you, 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 fulfilling to create for yourself right but if it's still like something that you want people to buy or invest in or take their time out to like use you know what i'm saying it's like well you do have to listen to that consumer you do have to listen to that feedback still make it unique still make it true but you know listen to the listen to that criticism sometimes you know what i'm saying it's uh it's, it's the best teacher you know what i'm saying for real in that way 100%. Um, and it's honestly 
a blessing to get genuine feedback. Absolutely. Right? Because a lot of people might just not say nothing, you know? That's true. Um, you were when you were talking, it made me think about one word, and I want you to kind of go go into this a little bit, uh, to define maybe even better for the audience, but <clears throat> a target market. Mind yep. explaining that for us? So your target market is your ideal customer, like that you have in mind when you're creating whatever it is that you do, whether it's a service, a product, whatever, right? So if it's like yo, um, for example, like streetwear, right? It's um, it's usually like the youth who are into it, right? Because streetwear fashion is heavily influenced by music, rap, art. You know what I'm saying? All of those things kind of have a really strong effect on um, streetwear, right? Kind of thing. So if you're making like graphic tees and stuff like that, if you want to be like on trend to what's coming out, like, oh, yo, like, like I don't necessarily like the little, like, you seen the little vest that kids be wearing? Absolutely. Like, it looks like a fake bulletproof vest kind of thing. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like that's a trend that came out. Right. So it's like, that's not necessarily my speed, but like if my target consumer was that kid it's like, okay, I see what type of time they on. I see what they're uh, gravitating to. I see what they're rocking right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, I'm noticing like all the kids are wearing uh, high end fashion brands, right? They're wearing like Balenciaga sneakers and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. More than I see them wearing Air Force One. Right, so that don't necessarily mean I need to be competing with Balenciaga. It might just mean like, hey, if my audience is this person, you know, kind of thing. What is it about that that they like? Is it because it's a great texture, a good quality, it's heavier weight, you know, kind of thing? Like, what about this? Or is it just because it's hype, you know, kind of thing? But it's like, what what about this uh, product or this trend is exciting this customer? Right, right. And once you understand who your customer is. You can do true research on on, on that them, right? on that person, like, on that customer. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like if you you know if you're making something like for women, you know, who are a certain age, you know what I'm saying, kind of thing. You need to look at what's trending in their world. You know what I'm saying, so you understand their needs for whatever your service is. So you know, it's really just identifying, and it's not to say that there are people outside of your target audience who won't buy it, right? Because like, like I said, like most streetwear brands, the, their target audience is like teenagers you know to like early 20s like that means i'm aged out now (laughs) you know what i'm saying kind of thing but i still rock with it you know what i'm saying kind Mm -hmm. of thing so they might not be necessarily making stuff with me and mine you know what i'm saying kind of thing but i enjoy it right Um, because i connect to that consumer even if i'm not necessarily in that age group anymore you know kind of thing so it's really just identifying like yo like obviously you want to sell you want people to buy your product but like it gives you a baseline of to come back to so they can like buy their own shoes, buy their own pair of boots, whatever they want kind of thing. Um, you know, one is something it's cool to do because a lot of them are teenagers without nowhere to go kind of thing. Yep. They still got their own taste level. They don't want somebody else taking shoes for them and bringing it in. So that's where they can get that's some true. type of normalcy, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Like, they know what they like. You know yep. what I'm saying? So they can come in and be like, oh, those fire, these dope, you know what I'm saying, kind of thing. They can get what they really want. Because, um, like, we could have just, like, sent them some kicks and they're like, oh, we sent them some shoes or whatever. But I was like, yo, like, you know, these kids is ranging like 10 to like 18. I'm like, you know, like, let's bring them in. You know what I'm saying? Let them shop. Let them figure out what they want. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. So, like, we're doing that. And then, um, you know, like, so, like, the rest of the month for us is really just kind of like, it's holiday season. So, it's like, we, we find a ways to, and, this, and then also with it being COVID, it's just find a ways to kind of give back um, to the people who just, like, you know, is it's even harder for them this year, you know, kind of thing. So sure. it's a few more moments like that this month, but um, that's pretty much like the biggest one on my mind right now, you know, sure. like on my radar. Um, we, we're we bringing them in the store before these are open, so it'll be like a private shopping experience for them. You know what I'm saying? It'll only be those kids there. You know, but I think it'll be really impactful. That's dope, bro. That's dope. Yeah, man, I was what, what I was getting at is, if you, if you know of any event that you feel like, you know, um, I could be a part of or help out or anything like that, man. Just let me know um, on my team. Like, I'd love to help you out in all the endeavors that you're doing uh, because I think they're dope. I think that, you know what I'm saying, we we need to, you know what I'm saying, continue to spread that that type of love. But, um, and two, I, I love it. I haven't physically been to Detroit, but I have a mentor who has done a lot of, like, work out there. He always telling me, man, you need to go – because I study a lot about Detroit because, like I said, the parallels are so close to Gary. And 
Detroit is coming back. So they're and, and what I think it was, it was just a lot of secret investors buying up property, buying up land, buying up buildings. And I want to throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I want to basically go go study that model. But before, you know, because uh, this has been a really dynamic podcast, man, I, I look for a part two. But before we end up, you know, what I'm saying um, going, what are some things you could say if there was, you know, what I'm saying, you know, you were talking to the group, the, the young group of people. Um, to inspire and motivate them either from, you know, saying Gary, Detroit, both poverty, you know, saying minority cities, what would you say to them to say, Hey man, like, you know, there's, there's better to come or you keep your head up. Like, what, what is your, what is your level of influence or motivation for them? Yeah. So for me, it's like, yo, it's okay to be different and it's okay to try, you know, like try it. If it don't work out, try something else but don't just be stagnant. Um, you know, I think it is hard when you, you know, you come up and you only seeing one thing um, or you're not getting necessarily like exposure to other things, but if it's something that you gravitate to or you passionate about, like go for it, try it, ask a lot of questions, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, be careful with, you know, who you are, you know, looking up to, you know, kind of thing. Um, again, knowing that it's tough being in, uh, certain neighborhoods and certain cities, but with the internet, with social media now, it's like we have access to a much bigger world if you're looking. Yeah, well, you know, kind of thing, and you you don't have to be um, like the environment that you see every day. You know, what I'm saying that kind of thing. So for me, it would say like, yo, like just try. You know, what I'm saying, and keep your head up on that end. But um, knowing that it's gonna be tough, knowing that it's not easy. You know, I, like you said, like you know, as black people, we have a lot of catching up to do. Sure do. And, you know, when I talk to other black entrepreneurs, um, sometimes I'm kind of not hard on them, but just like direct. Uh, because for me, you know, like we talked about earlier, so many excuses in the sense of like, oh, like we obviously we a lot of us don't have generational wealth or these opportunities. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it's like not saying that we should address these things or work toward making it better. But it's for me, it's like starting a race knowing you already behind. Right. Yeah. It's like you got to run faster to catch up, you know, so. It's like, we, you know, if you really want to win this race, you got to go hard, yeah. right? Kind of thing. You know you starting behind. You know you got a lot of space to kind of account for, you know? So it's like address that, understand that, you know what I'm saying? But in the meantime, we still have to work harder to get beyond that, you know? So that would be my biggest thesis, man. Man, I love that, man. Work, we get, And that's my thing that I don't think we stress enough. We have to, we have to work. It's not, it's not, I I don't even, like, there's no debate, man. There's no, there's no middle line to it. We have to work. You know, we got to cut out with this mindset of, oh, like they worked, they worked before us. or we worked in slavery or we tired of working. Nah, it's time out for that. We have to work. If we want to make, if we want to change, we just got to do it, man. And we're, we're hardworking people already from the jump. So literally all we got to do is just tap into that and go harder.
fashion. So they can like buy their own shoes, buy their own pair of boots, whatever they want kind of thing. Um, you know, one is something it's cool to do because a lot of them are teenagers without nowhere to go kind of thing. Yep. They still got their own taste level. They don't want somebody else taking shoes for them and bringing it in. So that's where they can get that's some true. type of normalcy, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Like they know what they like, you yep. know, since so they come in and be like, oh, those fire, these dope, you know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. They can get what they really want. Um, Cause like we could have just like sent them some kicks and they're like, oh, we sent them some shoes or whatever. But I was like, yo, like, you know, these kids is ranging like, 10 to like 18 i'm like you know like let's bring them in you know what i'm saying let them shop let them figure out what they want exactly you know what i'm saying kind of thing so like we're doing that and then um you know like so like the rest of the month for us is really just kind of like it's holiday season so it's like we, we find a ways to and, and also with it being covid just find a ways to kind of give back um to the people who just like you know it's it's even harder for them this year, you know, kind of thing. So sure. it's a few more moments like that this month, but um, that's pretty much like the biggest one on my mind right now, you know, sure. like on my radar. Um, we, we're bringing them in the store before these are open. So it'll be like a private shopping experience for them. You know what I'm saying? It'll only be those kids there, you know, but I think it'll be really impactful. That's dope, bro. That's dope. Yeah, man. I was, what, what I was getting at is if you, if you know of any event that you feel like, you know, um, I could be a part of or help out or anything like that, man. Just let me know um, on my team. Like, we, I'd love to help you out in all, all the endeavors that you're doing uh, because I think they're dope. I think that, you know what I'm saying, we we need to, you know what I'm saying, continue to spread that that type of love. But, um, and too, I, I love it. I haven't physically been to Detroit, but I have a mentor who has done a lot of, like, work out there. He always telling me, man, you need to go – Cause I study a lot about Detroit because like I said, the parallels mm-hmm. are so close to Gary and yeah. Detroit is coming back. So there, and, and what I think it was, it was just a lot of secret investors buying up property, buying up land, buying up buildings. And I want exactly to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I want to basically go, go study that model. But before, you know, uh, cause this has been a really dynamic podcast, man. I, I look for a part two, but before we end up, you know what I'm saying, um, going, what is some things you could say if there was, you know what I'm saying, you know, you were talking to the group, the, the young group of people um, to inspire and motivate them either from, you know what I'm saying, Gary, Detroit, both Pavish, you know what I'm saying, minority cities. What would you say to them to say, hey, man, like, you know, there's there's better to come or you keep your head up. Like, what, what, is, your, what is your level of influence or motivation for them? Yeah, so for me, it's like, yo, it's okay to be different and it's okay to try, you know, like try it. If it don't work out, try something else, but don't just be stagnant. Um, You know, I think it is hard when you, you know, you come up and you only seeing one thing um, or you're not getting necessarily like exposure to other things, but it's just something that you gravitate to or you passionate about, like go for it, try it, ask a lot of questions you know, kind of thing. And, you know, be careful with, you know, who you are, you know, looking up to, you know, kind of thing. Um, Again, knowing that it's tough being in uh, certain neighborhoods and certain cities, but with the internet, with social media now, it's like we have access to a much bigger world if you listen, you know, kind of thing. And you you don't have to be um, like the environment that you see every day, you know what I'm saying, kind of thing. So, for me, it was say like, yo, like just try, you know what I'm saying? And keep your head up on that end. But um, knowing that it's going to be tough, knowing that it's not easy, you know, I, like you said, like, you know, as black people, we have a lot of catching up to do. Sure do. And, you know, when I talk to other black entrepreneurs, um, sometimes I'm kind of not hard on them, but just like direct. Uh, because for me, you know, like we talked about earlier, so many excuses in the sense of like, oh, like we, obviously we, a lot of us don't have generational wealth or, these opportunities, you know what I'm saying? But for me, it's like not saying that we should address these things or work toward making them better. But it's for me, it's like starting a race knowing you already behind, right? Yeah. It's like you got to run faster to catch up, you know? So it's like, we, you know, if you really want to win this race, you got to go harder, yeah. right? Kind of thing. You know, you starting behind, you know, you got a lot of space to kind of account for, you know? So it's like address that, understand that, you know what I'm saying? But in the meantime, we still have to work harder to get beyond that. You know, so that would be my biggest thesis, man. Man, I love that, man. Work we, get, and that's my thing that I don't think we stress enough. We have to, we have to work. It's not, it's not. Yeah. I, I don't even. 
Like there's no debate, man. There's no there's no middle line to it. We have to work. You know, we got to cut out with this mindset of, oh, like they worked they worked before us, or we worked the slavery, or we tired of working. Nah, it's time out for that. We have to work if we want to make if we want to change. We just got to mm-hmm. do it, man. And we're we're hardworking yeah, people yeah, already that. from the jump. So literally, yeah. all we got to do <laughs> is just tap into that and go harder. But what you was about to say, brother? No, I'm saying that's facts. And, like, it's not to ignore any of that. But it's, like, we know that already. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Kind yeah. Of thing. So it's, like, address that, understand that, you know what I'm saying, kind of thing. But you also have to lean into, like, well, not all I know that. How do I work beyond it? You know what I'm saying? How do I get past it? You know what I'm saying? So if you you in school and you taking classes and you, like, the only black kid in class or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been in all of those situations, too. Absolutely. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But it's also, like, okay cool I am you know what I'm saying kind of thing you know and it's, it's like I said like it might be hard sometimes it's like it's not gonna always be easy but you know what I'm saying like you gotta keep moving forward you know what I'm saying you gotta keep going because if you just end up sitting and letting these things consume you then you're not gonna move forward at all that's true that's true and you'll look back 10 20 30 years and be like man where did time go and I let so many mm-hmm. opportunities pass me but right now it's the best time for opportunities like even people that are 50 60 70 years old even opportunity right now is still good <laughs> Because as you continue mm-hmm. to prolong, you can continue to get like, oh, well, it's just too late. And it's never too late for opportunity. This is something that I've, I I will stand by. It's never too late, bro. I will be literally 50-something years old, and I will still be taking, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 achieving opportunity, jumping on opportunity when it strikes. It's just because, like, now it's the best time, man. It, it, it is. Right now is the best time because we're all in the same mind frame. And I think that, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, for both of our cities, we're, we're moving it forward progressively. Um, but I'll definitely want to definitely give you your flowers, man. Big shout out to what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Continue, Thank brother. You. Continue, man. Keep your foot on the gas. Um, I love, like, I want to I wanna continue to tap in. Like I said, if anything you need on my side, if I need anything, I want to be able to reach out to you. And uh, where before we get out of here, where can the people tap in with you, follow you, they have any questions if they want to you know ask any more uh or for advice where can people follow you brother oh yeah for sure well one man thank you damn it are you fucking kidding me fucking kidding me damn it to all the listeners i would like to apologize we had a little bit of technical difficulties but Don was going to state and address exactly where you could find him. So I'm going to go ahead and plug him for you guys. Um, you can follow him um, on Instagram at StayLaced underscore Don. That's StayLaced underscore Don. I really, really want to say I appreciate you guys for tuning in to the Justin Care from Gary podcast. Until next time, peace.